6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Trying to find a family doctor these days can be pretty tough in urban areas and certainly probably way more so in rural areas. Curious to know what it's been like for you. I've had a number of friends recently living in the city saying that it's been impossible to find a new family doctor. And we know that the challenges have been there over the past numerous years when it comes to rural communities as well. Well, the Alberta government, you know, is trying to change that. It announced a $6 million over three years for a program it hopes will attra- attract and retain family doctors in rural communities. But will it help? How is it going to help? Let's get into it with Dr. Gavin Parker, who is board chair of the Rural Health Professions Act Action Plan and a practicing physician in Pincher Creek. Dr. Parker, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Jalen. Yeah, how are things in Pincher Creek these days? Really good. We're warming up. I, I see you're talking about shorts weather next week at Edmonton, so that's great. Well, 10 degrees uh, by Sunday. I'm not sure it's going to be like a pond in people's backyards for sure. Uh, Dr. Parker, curious, now, what's it been like in Pincher Creek over the past number of years when it comes to being a doctor there and, and the need for family doctors in communities like yours? Yeah, it's been a big challenge over the last few years. And, and uh, you know, we've, I mean, RPAP has existed for 30 years. And, and at that time, you know, we started as a physician-focused organization and we've broadened our mandate to support all rural health practitioners. Uh, this isn't a new issue, um, you know, of, of not having the right workforce to match the needs in, in rural Alberta. Uh, it has been made acutely worse in uh, in the last few years. Um, yeah, and, and then you layer COVID on top mm-hmm. of that. It's been quite busy. I was on call uh, um, yesterday and uh, yeah, saw a number of COVID patients. I've, you know, put breathing tubes and a number of people on ventilators with COVID and had a number of my patients die from it. So that, you know, you layer that and it's not like the other, you know, illnesses have taken a, a back seat. So that's been a challenge. But, you know, the hope with this program is that we're going to bring some, and this is part of our strategy. It isn't the only part of our strategy. And like I said, we've been at it for 30 years, but this is something that we're hoping will, will attract some, some new life and some new physicians into rural communities. Well, what's that relationship been like between um, the 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 group, the association that you called it RPAP, yeah. <laughs> RPAP, and 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 the government over the past couple of years? Because let's be real, it has been tense. There's been a lot of oh, seemingly bad blood over the past number of years. Yeah, it's. I mean, these have been challenging times in in healthcare, and I and I think all uh, you know, public uh, you know, government funded professions. It's 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 always a challenge, um, uh, you know, finding that common ground with government. And, you know, I, I will say though that you know, RPAP is wholly funded by the uh, by the government of Alberta mm. by the Ministry of Health, and has been so since our our inception. And uh, you know, we we've had you know changes and uh, to our our budgets and mandates over the years, but we're we're very happy to have this. Uh, uh, you know, our, our normal operating budget. Around seven million dollars a year. To have another two million dollars a year over the next three years to to do some of this work is, uh, is certainly appreciated on our end. Okay, so in each of the next three years, twenty new family doctors will receive a portion of of the money that's been set aside to start practicing in remote or rural areas of need. Uh, there's been fifteen communities identified, including Fox Creek, uh, uh, Wabasca, uh, Lloyd, Milk River, Cold Cold Lake, those places. So. It, it, I'm curious to know, I mean, have you always worked in a smaller community? 
Yeah, since so I actually went through medical school um, and started medical school and went through my undergraduate training thinking I was going to be a, a neurosurgeon. <laughs> and yeah, and I did my undergrad in neuroscience. I was very passionate about it, but I. Uh, I went actually on an RPAP uh, recruitment weekend in Hinton, uh, so you know, not far from your neck of the woods there, yeah. and uh, it was great. You know, it was the first time I ever saw a doctor wearing blue jeans. Um, <laughs> they were they were all so happy. Everybody seemed to be on their first marriage, which I thought that was a good sign. <laughs> and they were very, yeah, they were very welcoming. And and I gotta admit, I, I probably initially signed up for it because they they took us for a ski day out in uh, Jasper, <laughs> like on the Sunday, and did all these skills. But they were so happy, so connected to their community. And then as I went through all my rotations in medical school, I just didn't want to stop doing any of the stuff I learned to do. I didn't want to stop delivering babies. I didn't want to stop, um, you know, working the emergency room, taking care of inpatients, looking after people in the community. And so really the only option for me was to become a rural doctor so I could still keep doing all those things, which I still do all those things to this day. And, and one of the things that, that the belief is, is that if you can get someone to a small community and start their practice there, they'll fall in love with it just like you did. Hundred percent. Yeah, we know from our, our data that we've been, you know, collecting for thirty years that the earlier and longer you can expose rural students to, uh, you know, students to those rural areas, the more of a chance that you'll get them long term. And and it makes sense. I mean, when you think of healthcare, you know, providers, doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists. It's a very long training period, and if you concentrate their training in a major center in those you know key you know mm-hmm. years in their twenties and thirties, of course that's where they're going to get married and have kids. Their kids go to school, and the more urbanized they get during that training, the harder it is to get them out rural. So, you know, th- this this uh, program is definitely part of our whole pipeline strategy. I mean, this is and uh, maybe in the the mid to latter half of that pipeline, but we have events that look at high school students, at undergraduate students, at you know. Uh, medical students and nursing students and allied health professional students. So we have programs all along the way, and, and this is just another another part of, of helping over, overcome maybe some of those initial financial barriers or hesitations that people have to, um, to get invested in those rural communities. And Dr. Gavin Parker joining me this afternoon. So what will this mean for those 15 communities, uh, you, know, you know, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully we, we get to some... Um, you know, sustainability. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you, you want to get people invested and involved in those uh, communities early, and then they, they can help not only with the medical fabric and the medical needs of those communities, but contribute to the, the community otherwise. I mean, we've always felt really blessed to live in this community and, and have felt very well supported, and, and we've really done our best to try to give back to that uh, community. So my, my wife and I actually run um, a judo club in town. Mm-hmm. We've both, you know, participated in a lot of different volunteer organizations, and I Actually, my wife and I, along with one of my colleagues and, and his wife, are uh, starting a, a small distillery here in Pinterest. Oh, wow. Called, yeah, called <laughs> Lost Things Distillery. We're hoping to be open in June. And so, so that's, uh, yeah, so that's another thing that we, uh, you know, we, we, we would, and I know lots of people in, in, involved in that industry, and we could have invested in something in Calgary, Edmonton, but, <laughs> but we really felt it important to, you know, build a, a side business or side hustle here. I'm not retiring. This is not, uh, not going to take place in my day job, but it might give me uh, somewhere nice to relax after a hard shift for sure and, and still your first marriage right <laughs> absolutely yeah that's that's important well you know there, there are there are in in modest alcohol consumption there's some benefits it helps with you know high blood pressure reducing stroke reducing alcimers so yeah no it's uh, <laughs> i'm just trying to contribute wherever i can and just if anyone just tuned in and asking a wondering why the heck i just asked you that you you joked about it earlier let's I just did. make that yeah, clear yeah. yeah no no absolutely no any, any anything yeah well i've 
I've, uh, I've noticed, yeah, I mean, as po- probably most of your listeners can attest to, yeah, if you come home with, you know, an, a nice uh, bottle of spirits or wine or something like that, 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 that definitely doesn't harm a marriage, that's for sure. <laughs> Dr. Parker, before I let you go, hey, husband, coach, are you listening? Um, yeah, Dr. Parker, before I let you go, I mean, is is this... You know, yeah. Some might say that this is just a band aid. That this is just, you know, kind of, you know, putting a. It's like when my brother jumped off one bed and hit his head on the bedpost when we were four years old, and my my babysitter went to the to the neighbor to get help, and I just covered his face with band aids to try and stop the bleeding, and it didn't really do anything. You know what I mean? Is yeah. this just a band aid, or you know? Yeah, I, I think on it on its own, I would agree with you. I I, I think it would seem like more of a band aid solution, but you know, when this is part of our overall strategy. I mean, you know, look, like RPAP supports the the housing and accommodation needs of medical learners. So we have, you know, medical students that are embedded in these rural communities for nine months or a year, and we support their housing and their travel for education and things like that. We support the residency programs. You know, we support late career physicians that, um, you know, we have a, a with the Alberta Medical Association, we have the Rural Locum Program where, you know, physicians that are over 54 uh, years old, um, they, they don't have to work weekends. Like we provide, mm-hmm. you know, funding to have locums to come in to cover those weekends. So we do lots of these things. This is going to be another part of it. And this is a program that I hope to grow, right? I mean, we, we're very honored to be have, you know, been given this confidence or lots of other organizations that applied for this funding. We were lucky enough to get it. And I think it, it shows the trust that um, the government of Alberta and the Ministry of Health has in our organization to be able to deliver these funds in a responsible way that will continue to address the workforce needs in rural Alberta, which, which we've been doing for 30 years. And Dr. Parker, sure appreciate you making time for us this afternoon next time well whenever i get to pincher creek i'll check out the distillery as well looking forward to it Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> thanks gin, for joining gin, us gin and tonics on me what we mean uh, sounds year. great <laughs> sounds sounds great thank you for this thanks so much you yeah take care. take care dr gavin parker this afternoon he's the board chair of the rural health professions action plan he's a he's a doctor in pincher creek and starting up a distillery there uh as well note to self gin and tonic on the doctor next time all right i have a friend that uh Well, never mind.